Panther fans, apologies for the siren, but the panic button has officially been hit. I'm distraught. That was a tough loss to the Buffalo Sabres. I now know what it's like to have ice cold veins like my friend here, Jake Houston. What's it like, Jake, to have no hope whatsoever? What do you do to try and recover from something like this? You're the expert here. Kevin, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm feeling really good about the Panthers right now. Here's my worry at the beginning of the season. I was worried that we were going to sneak into the playoffs and we were just going to have, I don't know, a mediocre little showing. And then we were going to, you know, go on to the next season. Everyone's going to say, oh, Paul Maurice got us the playoffs. It was an in-between transition year. No, I want this team that won the President's Trophy to miss the playoffs so that Bill Zito can truly know how bad he missed the mark hiring Paul Maurice. I'm happy as a clam, Kevin. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And to dive in, I mean, I was I went to the Buffalo game. It was really just a tough thing to witness the Panthers not come up with any gusto whatsoever, especially in that first period. Buffalo came from Tampa the night before, and they just grind out a win. You'd hope that they were a little tired and that the Panthers would take advantage right from the beginning. Of course, we're without Barkov and without Bennett, and that's a big miss for our team. But you'd hope these other guys like Ekblad, you know, Kachuk, they step up big to try and make this a W for us because we really needed it. This was a huge swing in the standings. It looks like Buffalo has a lot of momentum now to go forward. What do you think, Jake? If I didn't hate that we lost them so bad, I would be excited for Buffalo. That's an exciting young team. Uh, Tage Thompson is just what an incredible player. He's doing amazing things. Dylan Cousins after, you know, there was a lot of hype coming uh, when he was going to be a rookie and kind of slowed down a little bit, but has had an incredible year and he's just been locked up. Uh, Rosmus Dylean and Owen Power. And of course, they've got the ageless wonder Craig Anderson in net. Unbelievable Florida Panther, Masterson winner. And their pipeline is pretty full in terms of goalie prospects. They've got Devin Levi, another former Panther. We traded for Sam Reinhardt. And of course, the always fun to say, Uko Pekka Lukanen. Well, you nailed that one. I nailed that one. There was a good video on social recently. Good for them. Um, I'm happy for the city of Buffalo. Great sports city. Really wish we could have beat them. But if it's going to be a team in the race, at least it's another team that has suffered a long time, just like us Panthers fans. That being said, tough loss. Uh, We just looked aimless out there. We were out without Barkov and Bennett, which obviously we really, really needed them for this game. It was a must win. And as you said, the panic button has been pressed firmly. As you mentioned, Craig Anderson makes 53 saves in that game for the Buffalo Sabres, 41 years old. He still has a house in South Florida, thanks to his time with us. The good news is, as tough as that was, we got the return of the Duke. Anthony Duclair, he came back. He inserts into the lineup. I love to hear the crowd cheering for Duke every single time he took a shift. That gave me chills. We don't really get to see too much of the speedy Duclair that I was hoping, but you know, he does get an assist. He was looking for the passes instead of the straight to the net attitude that we're used to. And and of course, without playing for a year and getting used to the, the speed of the game, I don't blame him. I thought it was a really encouraging return. He did not have the speed, like you said. We're used to seeing him race up the right side and cut to the goal. That being said, the injury he's got is a mentally debilitating one. That is a tough one. It's not a bone that's broken and been mend. This is a tendon, and he's got to skate. He's got to skate like the wind, and I'm sure he's scared the whole time. To make up for that, he looked very positionally sound. He had some great plays in front of the net, just getting in position. The puck did not find him, but he was really 
where he needed to be. And he was banging down low on the boards, really encouraging. And of course, he spoke of that assist to the man of the hour, the man of the week, the man of the month, the man of the year, Carter Verhage. Uh, what a season Carter Verhage is having. Can we talk about Carter real quick? Let's go to Carter Verhage. Let's go. Uh, another goal from Carter. We've got him locked up to a sweetheart deal, a Bill Zito masterstroke, as we know. He's just gotten better and better each year he's been with us. And now highest goal total of his career. Most underrated player in the NHL. And of course, the Panthers breed them because we don't get a lot of attention. But I would argue that, you know, this guy might have one of the best contracts in the league. He could be a 40 goal scorer this year if he keeps at this pace. And I really just hope he breaks it no matter what happens this season. I think he deserves it. I hope it's someone that we decide to lock in as part of our core with Barkov and Kachuk. I think it's time for me to get a Carter Brahegi jersey. I think it's time. That's that's all I know. And speaking of jerseys, we had some gorgeous ones in the warmups before the Sabres game the other night. The Panthers celebrated Black History Night. Awesome warm-up jerseys designed by a local designer, Keani Watkins. Uh, incredible job. And they were inspired by a Tupac song. You know what I mean? If it grow. And the, and the rose petal got all kind of scratches and marks. You're not going to say, damn, look at all the scratches and marks on the rose that grew from the concrete. You're going to be like, damn, a rose grew from the concrete? Same thing with me. You know what awesome I mean? jerseys. Great to have Duke modeling the, the jacket that came with it as well. Kev, what do you think of those jerseys and as well as the warm-up jerseys we had before for the Los Gatos? I'm incredibly impressed. I know we have different designers for these different uh, warmups, for example, whoever is part of the Florida Panthers who hires these guys to make these designs, kudos to them. I would love to know who they are. If anybody out there listening knows who they are and we can get in touch with them, that would be incredible because somebody's got to be responsible for hiring these people and, and creating these incredible jerseys for these nice, along with our reverse retros. So gorgeous jerseys. I would buy one immediately. Just like the Van Moscato's night, I thought to myself, why aren't these not on sale? So beautiful job. Amazing jerseys. Definitely a win. So let's bounce to this playoff picture. I know we've, we mentioned the panic button is officially hit. Buffalo is rolling. They beat Tampa. They beat us. They just beat Washington. They are seem to be on a roll. They know they've missed the playoffs for 10 plus years, it seems. This could be their chance. They're one of the teams, of course, we're now chasing. And you have Detroit as well, who have games in hand, but are tied with us in the standings. The one bright spot of all of this in the playoff picture, I have to mention, is that Buffalo and Detroit do have the third and fourth hardest schedule remaining. So I know uh, the panic button's hit and you know we're going to start talking about what we have to do to reload for next year. But the Panthers have the 11th hardest schedule remaining. So there is a little bit of an advantage there. Anything could happen. Injuries occur. You know, we saw Matthew Barzell, for example, go down for the Islanders, who's also a team that's in the race. You never know with these injuries how things can change or teams can gain momentum or lose momentum because of those kinds of things. We've seen it happen to the Panthers before, too. What are your thoughts, Jake, on this playoff picture? Who do you think makes it into this wild card? And how do you see us finishing out this season? As mentioned, the aforementioned pessimists on the pod, I see us narrowly missing, hopefully not giving the Canadians bedard. I like Buffalo for it. I think, like you said, they've been surging. They've made some great victories, and it's just a good story all around. Detroit, not quite there yet. Islanders, I think, are dead in the water. So I think it's going to come down to maybe a Pittsburgh or a Washington. Pittsburgh, Buffalo would be my guess. Um, I think those two teams could get it done. Of course, going to be rooting for the Panthers. Every game is still going to be very interesting. So that brings us over to the trade deadline. We've seen some big trades happen. One that caught my eye, of course, is that the Capitals trade Dmitry Orlov to the Boston Bruins 
And of course, that's a big pick for the Bruins. But what's interesting about that is it's clear the Capitals are regrouping and they don't seem to believe that they're going to make the push this year. They're a team that's tied with us in the standings. Exactly. Games played, points. And so it's interesting to see them just kind of go for it and start trading away their UFAs. What did you think of that trade? Thank God for the Bruins. I mean, they really needed some help. I'm really glad they got another defenseman. <laughs> uh, they were really suffering with, uh, you know, two top 10 defensemen in the league and another two, they were probably top 25. Yeah, exactly. And then of course, just today, we're hearing the rumblings of Timo Meyer going to New Jersey. Um, we don't know exactly the details of that trade. I'm sure they'll pan out by the time you're listening to this. That again is an example of a, of a great player from the West going to the East. The East is sacked. The playoffs are going to be fascinating in the East. I really do think that this actually puts them in a very strong position Unfortunately for them, they're in the bloodbath that is the Eastern Conference. Uh, they need to uh, arm up. That being said, Timo Meyer is a good young player who they'll probably be able to sign for a while. He's an RFA. Uh, he'll fit nicely with that core of Jack Hughes, Nico Heeshear, Jesper Bratt, and uh, of course, all those young defensemen they got, Nemec, Hughes, and of course, Dougie Hamilton. Uh, the future's bright in New Jersey. Happy for them. Look at you, Jake. You're finding the silver lining for all of these teams. Well, I'm looking for my new favorite team, Kevin. I'm looking for a new <laughs> team to root for. I'm I'm absolutely kidding. I am a Panthers ride or die. It's really tough for some franchises out there like the New Jersey Devils who haven't won a Stanley Cup in like, I don't know, 15, 20 years. So real tough for them. Ewan, Constantin, and I had the chance to interview a few Panther fans, and we asked them about their perspective on the direction of the franchise, what Bill Zito would do this summer to kind of retool for us, whether we made the playoffs or not. So let's throw it to a couple of those interviews. It was a little fun to hear a little more of the fan perspectives as well, what they think we could do to fix some of our problems going into next season. <laughs> All right, we've got a big Panther fan with us now, and that's Elijah. I saw from your profile, Elijah, you play hockey as well, right? Oh, yeah, that's correct. I uh, play with a group called the AJHL. Great group of guys. It's beer league. We have a lot of fun. It's pretty chill. Let's say uh, you're our GM, Bill Zito, and we're heading into this offseason. Say we don't make the playoffs. What are you doing to make us a contender again? Uh, if we're just talking about retooling, then oh boy, I could go on about this all day because we are in a bit of a mess right now. Uh, I haven't really agreed with the decisions that I don't think anybody really has uh, that Bill Zito has had with his coaching staff or signings that he's made. Spencer Knight, he's a great goaltender, great potential. But $5 million is a lot of money for a young goalie. We all know about Bob. He costs way too much. I'd say the first course of action will be to get a new goalie tandem. Maybe keep Spence, but I don't think Bob can really stay with how much cap space he's taken up. Because I'd say our biggest problem right now is cap space and probably coaching staff. I don't know what you guys think, but I, I don't think retooling and necessarily going for a cup run next year would be the best course of action with what we got going on. I mean, I'd like to see that a lot. If Bill Zito can work some magic that he has done before, but we have no first round picks right now um, until 26. The way we're going right now, I'm not sure if we can hold where we're at. We might have to restart or get a new core. That's a hot take. Our core, if I were to say five core players, would be Kachuk, Barkov, Montour, Forsling, and Verhage. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I'd probably say so. More so different depth pieces uh, and maybe 
another hot topic here. Sell Ekblad. Ivan brought that up before I, too. I, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> we could get a pick out of Ekblad maybe because we need him. You don't really see him on the score sheet too often lately. I don't see him making the big play. Uh, he's definitely eating a lot of minutes against top lines. I know that he's playing the defensive role, but we haven't really seen the offensive Aaron Ekblad that, you know, was a Norris candidate for a couple of years before injury. Elijah, so good to hear your take on the Florida Panthers. You definitely got some hot ones. Yeah, man, no problem. Great talking to you guys. Eddie, welcome to the FLA Catnip Podcast. We're so glad you could join us. Fun fact to the listeners, Eddie was actually the winner of our little bobblehead giveaway. So congrats to Eddie for that. That was cool. He definitely um, hit us up perfectly on the Instagram. So so tell us, Eddie, how did it start for you? Why the Florida Panthers? You know, growing up in a very Hispanic household, baseball was always the main thing. So, of course, when the Marlins weren't playing, I'd be flipping through channels with a kid. And every now and then I'd stumble upon a Panthers game, but I never understood what was going on. Fast forward to... I was about 19 or 20. I was working as an EMT. I got assigned to to work with a guy that he's a really good buddy of mine still to this day. His name is Jordan. This guy, <laughs> this guy loves the Panthers. So he just kind of explained the game to me. And then he told me, if you really want to learn, best thing you should do is just buy the NHL game and just, you know, go from there. That's nice. exactly what I did. Good advice. Um, and yeah, it was the best advice I got. And hockey is now just my favorite sport. Million dollar question. Where do you think the franchise is going? What's your confidence level and the direction we're headed as a franchise long-term? So for this season, I mean, I want to be as optimistic as I can, but I'm a realist. This season is not looking too good. As far as the future, I feel like with us locking down Matthew Kachuk, that's a huge step in the right direction. But I, I'm not confident in Coach Maurice at all. I haven't heard one fan say they are confident in Coach Paul Maurice. So if there is a fan out there listening who is, it would be wonderful to have you on here to talk about that one day. You know, we've got the trade deadline coming up. And then in the offseason, it's usually the time to retool. So if you were Bill Zito's assistant, what would you be whispering in his ear? Get rid of Paul Maurice. That is my honest opinion. Cut ends with a lot of the older players, you know. Um, the Stahl brothers, they're way past their prime. Hornquist, as much as I love him, he's past his prime as well. Definitely the number one thing they need to take care of is the coaching. Paul Maurice is not it. It's definitely going around, the uh, fire Paul Maurice. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us. Always fun to hear every uh, Florida Panther fan perspective. You know, there's been a bunch of Panthers fan pages that are made, but you know, I definitely appreciate your guys' page only because like, I really get this vibe that you guys really do take the time to communicate with all the other fans and make us feel like, you know, like like this huge like brotherhood of some sort, you know. So I really appreciate that from you guys. And definitely, you know, whenever you guys are willing to have me on, I would love to talk hockey with you guys. Super nice compliment, Eddie. Thank you for that. Always good to hear from more fans. We welcome anybody who wants to reach out on our at FLA catnip. That's on Instagram. You just message us. We'd love to put you on the podcast. Please reach out if you know someone who ever wants to talk to us. One good thing that came of this uh, very slow week for the Panthers, you know, we only had two games, but was that game against the Ducks. That was a very entertaining one. And of course, the storyline in that game were the Stahl brothers. And I love to see that both of them get a goal in that game. What did you think of that game, Jake? Well, I think Eric has continued to impress 
Uh, Mark, obviously, nice that he finally broke the uh, the dam on that first goal. He scored a couple of games ago. It's nice to see, and there was a nice little retrospective about them being the second pair of brothers to score goals in the same game since the Bure brothers did it. Valerie Bure and Pavel Bure uh, scored in the same game, and they were only in a couple games together, if Panther fans remember. We acquired Valerie, and shortly after, traded away Pavel. And then on top of that, once again, Carter Verhage with the goal in the OT to win the game. We've said enough about Swaggy. Kev, as a uh, big stall fan, how'd you feel with that one? I loved it. Anytime you see brothers connect, uh, whether it's on the same line or on the same night, it's always a blast. Yeah. And as you mentioned, Verhage, the hero. If we have, if, How many more times did we get to say that this season? couple more announcements around the league. Patrick Hornquist, it's been announced that he might not return this year, even for the playoffs, which a lot of Panthers fans have been thinking might be the case as in a long-term injury a situation where he's magically healed up. It sounds like that's not the case. He's going to be possibly out for all of the playoffs if we make it. And that's a bummer because he really is sort of, you know, as we mentioned, the daddy of the team, the heart and soul of the team. He's the guy that really changed the culture with us. Believe you called it Zaddy last week, but we'll call it Daddy this week, Jake. I'm feeling and, uh, a little less spicy this week. And of course, some other tough news to hit the Florida Panthers this week, and that's our sweet prince, Spencer Knight. And he enters the Players Assistance Program. That's never easy to hear as a fan. Kudos to him for going and, of course, uh, dedicating this time to recovering for whatever it is he's going through. Lots of rumors always swirl around. I don't like to read any of them. Whatever it is, Spencer, we hope you get better. Uh, this program was set up for that reason, and we hope to have him back on the team as soon as he feels ready. We love you, Spencer. Best of luck. Panthers fans are here for you all the way. I also got the chance to speak to another Panther fan. His name is Alec, and he had a life-changing moment because of the Panthers. And I want to throw it to him really quick and our conversation because he has a really cool story just about how this Panther community has meant so much to him. All right, we got Alec with us on the FLA Catnip Podcast. Thank you for joining us, Alec. Thank you for having me on. Alec, you mentioned that the Panthers changed your life for the better as well. So do you want to dive into that a bit and tell us how the Panthers organization, you know, made it all better for you? So I've always been a Panthers fan my whole life. And two years ago, my family and I moved from, from Davie Plantation area up to Wellington, Florida. Since I moved my junior year of high school, which now I'm a senior, like like what happened was I had no friends here and I would be frustrated with school. So I'd come home and every night I'd just start watching Panthers hockey as my outlet. And I joined the my school's wrestling team to make friends. But then my life changed completely as I tore my ACL. And after I tore my ACL two weeks later, or my friend Mikey, who's been my friend since third grade, we were watching the Panthers play the Red Wings. All I remember is Barkov had a big snipe OT winner. We're celebrating, and the next thing you know, I wake up in an ambulance, and I had a tonic-colonic seizure, and now I've been diagnosed with epilepsy. I have talked to Andrew Einbard, the, the PA host of the Panthers and he understands my struggles as a person like I've shared similar messages with him as well as I've talked to Randy Muller as he was also really supportive of me during the time when it happened and I've talked to Randy and he's such a nice guy he invited my family and I out 
to a game last year and we dominated six to one. It was really an amazing experience. And for my friendship with Mikey, we're both Panther fans. For his birthday, we always go to a Panther game since his birthday's around St. Patrick's Day. That just made our friendship even tighter than it already was, almost like a Huberto Barkov type friendship when Hubie was still on the team. That's Man. incredible. It's incredible to see how the Panthers organization has been changing so many lives throughout the years and how they've been such a helping hand in so many fans' lives. And I also wanted to ask, I did notice that you recently met um, Spencer Knight at the autograph signing. So I wanted to ask how that was. So I've met many athletes from all across the board, football, baseball, basketball, MMA. But no other athlete was as nice to take their time to meet their fans other than Spencer Knight. My friend Mikey that I just mentioned, that's his favorite player. So what I did was I got something for Mikey signed by Spencer. And I just asked Spencer, can you take a picture with me since I'm giving this to my friend who saved my life? And I told him the whole story and he goes, of course, I would love to take pictures with you. He stayed at the memorabilia place for hours to do pictures, autographs, all of it for every fan. I was talking to people who in line who were Panther fans, and they drove from Kendall all the way up to West Palm Beach just to do the signing for night because that's how much we are diehard fans of this team. The way he painted his helmet with all the artwork from the uh, Joe DiMaggio Hospital, that was it was a big statement, and, and it really shows what kind of stand-up guy he is. Yeah, not even the, the putting on the helmet part, but just the part where he stayed in the hospital for hours that day just to draw and paint with those kids. That really tells you what kind of person Spencer Knight is, so... Alec, thank you so much for joining us. We love to hear how much the Panthers impacted you and your life. And it's it's special. It it affects us all as big fans. Um, Whether we win or lose, this community is really what makes us happy. So uh, thank you again for joining us. Thank you guys for having me on. It was truly an honor. Awesome story, Kev. It's so great to hear from members of the community about what this team means to them, whether it's just a sports team or actually a meaningful, impactful moment in their lives, as we just heard from Alec. Thanks for speaking with us, Alec. Moving on to our favorite segment, Random Panther of the Week. Kev, you want to take this one? Yeah, we were sticking with that theme of the brothers, and so I picked Valerie Bure. And I thought it'd be fun to dive a little deeper into that. Of course, as you mentioned a little earlier, he didn't get too many games to play with his brother. Both of them had injuries while they were with the Panthers, but Valerie had a specific knee injury that kept him from the beginning of the time he would have been playing with Pavel. Valerie spends 10 seasons in the NHL, three of them on and off a little bit with us. He never played more than 55 games in one season for us. But in that 55 game season, he did score 20 goals and he had 45 points. That's a heck of a good season. If he kept playing, it would have easily been a 30-goal scorer. He ultimately retired because he really wanted to spend time with his family, and he wanted his wife, Candace Cameron, who we all remember from Full House, wonderful series that I grew up with anyway. So uh, he decided he wanted to support his wife, uh, get back into acting, and be with his kids. So he could have come back to play more in the league, but he announced that he preferred to be with his family. So kudos to him for that. Awesome memories of Valerie. I think we thought it was so cool just to get Pavel's brother. Uh, like you said, hell of a career. 
doesn't measure up when you compare it to the great Pavel Bure, Hall of Famer. Uh, that being said, he did have a very solid career for himself. And uh, Kevin, I don't know if I told you the story about the time I ran into him on the streets of Los Angeles. Uh, I saw him and I thought to myself, damn, that's Valerie Bure. I walked up to him. I said, excuse me, are you Valerie Bure? And he looked at me. He said, yeah. And I said, I'm a big Florida Panthers fan. And Kevin, the look of shock in his eyes to have somebody approach him on the streets of L.A. saying they're a Florida Panthers fan. I don't think that happens every day to him. So really, really great player. Great memories of that guy. I think we had met him at some of those season ticket holder events back in the day. Awesome memories of him and, of course, of his brother, Pavel. Yeah. And one specific one that was cool was when he played with Pavel at the NHL All-Star Game. And that was when they were doing the Worlds versus North America. So he, of course, played with Pavel on the same line. He set him up with a few assists, and then Pavel wins MVP of the All-Star Game that year in Toronto. So that was, of course, a really cool memory. And those two together played for Russia a few times in the Olympics, and I believe they won a silver and a bronze together. So always cool to see brothers doing it. And of course we get, to um, see- do you want to take that sentence back? The one where you said, cool to see brothers doing it <laughs> without context. Maybe, maybe just one tag. That's like always cool to see brothers making it to the NHL. <laughs> always cool to see brothers playing together in the NHL. What do we have on the agenda for this week? So the Florida Panthers play the Tampa Bay Lightning, of course, on Tuesday. Yeah, we'd like to say that we were a little closer to them in the standings where this becomes a game, a four point game. But, you know, we just need to beat them so that we can keep crawling towards that wild card spot. Tampa's, you know, on and off recently or, of course, fighting for their home ice advantage over a potential matchup with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who else do we play this week, Jake? Well, Kev, uh, after that Lightning game, which is in Tampa, we go on a bit of a homestand. We've got the Predators in town, followed by the Penguins, the Golden Knights, the Blackhawks, the Jets, the Canadians, and the Devils, all at home through March 18th. Unbelievable homestand. The Star Wars night, which is against the Predators. That's always going to be an exciting one. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I know you are too, Jake. We used to build paper lightsabers and whack the shit out of each other, so... I remember we were both good Star Wars fans. Disney ruined the franchise. Sorry, <laughs> now you took that up. Well, guys, that's all we've got for you on this episode of the FLA Catnip Podcast. It was great to see you guys reach out on our FLA Catnip Instagram account. And of course, we want to speak to you on this podcast. We want to hear from all the fans. Thank you for those awesome interviews with the fans we had on this episode. And of course, thank you for listening. And I hope you sleep well with that siren sound of the panic button hollering for the rest of our 22 games talk to you next week go cats baby oh.